passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Swing and a drive. Right field and deep. Back goes Aquino. It's got a chance. Gone. Get out the tape measure. Long gone. Fly the W! Cubs fans, it's time to fly the W with Dustin Rhodes and Paul Crawley-Jean. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two. It's episode 44. Cubs sink the Jolly Roger. Don't forget to listen, download, review. Most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter and Instagram. Fly the W on Facebook or email us, Fly the W670 at gmail.com. Now, Crowley, the Cubs are taking on the Pirates. They have sunk the Jolly Roger, but let's not bury the lead. Uh, usually you are in your uh, pimped out man cave, but today you are on the road. You are bringing our podcast subscribers, our listeners, a little uh, Myrtle Beach Cubs action. Tell us about what you've uh, seen and done so far. Yeah, I, I've been down in Myrtle Beach uh, the where the low A affiliate Myrtle Beach Pelicans play. I went to the game last night. And it was an absolute blast. I recommend people come down there. And I'll, we'll do a whole vacation review. But it, it, it is really cool down here. Uh, I, I got some special. Uh, I will Tonight's going to be special. So be watching for the socials on Fly the W and Crawley's Cubs because it's, it is going to be a, a fun night tonight. But I've had my beer bats. I, I've had a lot of fun. I mean, it, it's literally just beach, beer, and baseball, which, you know, what else can you ask for in life? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right. So more of that to come, but uh, let's get it going right off the bat. So uh, Jamison Tyone uh, was going on Monday night against his uh, former club, actually Tuesday night against his former club. And the uh, Cubs had to outweigh a 70 minute rain delay and it was worth the wait. 
Yeah, Jamison Tyone versus Luis Ortiz, and the Cubs win this one 11-3. The Cubs rewarded the Wrigley faithful who set an hour-plus delay, like you were talking about, in wet, soggy conditions, and they reward them with a 11-3 victory. Jamison Tyone pitched well. He got the quality start. He went six innings pitched. He gave up six hits, three runs, two walks, and four Ks. The only problem, Dustin, is apparently he wasn't listening to the Fly the W podcast. Because we told him, do not pitch. Be careful, Jack Sawinski. So he hit two home runs off Tyone in the he first sure and sixth yep. inning. Get this, Dustin. Sawinski's slugging 1.083 in 12 career at-bats at Wrigley Field. Good thing they were both solo home runs, so you minimize the damage on that one. But uh, Merriweather, Lighter, and recently called up Anthony K. all pitched one inning, and J-Mo got his second win of the season. I thought he looked great, Dustin. Yeah, he looked pretty. He looked pretty good. I, I don't know if I'd go as far as um, great, but but good. I, I definitely, definitely good. Um, walks down, K's up. You know, I always want to see more K's uh, than walks, but definitely, uh, definitely good enough. And uh, got a little nervous um, at one point. It looked like uh, Rossi might trust him a little bit too far. But uh, let's get into the story of the game. Yeah, that's the offense, man. The good Cub fans were nervous. When you looked at that lineup, it came out. You had him a bottom three of Master Boney pinch hitting. Master Boney pinch hitting. Um, I almost hitting. lost my mind, Crowley. If we would have been on the air and that, and that lineup would have been released, I might have had to have been restrained. I mean, there is no reason a guy who can't hit his weight is your DH. The whole point with his DH to get a hitter in there. That Oh, my God. And then you had Nick Madrigal and Tucker Barnhart. And so you look at that before the game starts. Now, mind you, once the game happens, baseball happens. But you can't have three guys in the lineup like that. Those are like almost automatic outs. Like that's a third of your lineup that's an automatic out. But baseball being baseball, it worked out. Down one nothing in the first. Ian Happ hit a three-run homer. According to Jordan Bastion, that ended a drought of 144 plate appearances and 118 at-bats without a home run dating back to May 5th. It is June 15th, Dustin. That's a long time for your number long three. Long time. To not have a home run. But Happ is slashing 319, 406, 570 in 83 games, career games against Pittsburgh. The Cubs' day offense did nothing in innings two through five as the Pirates slowly cl- crawled back to tie it in the six. You know what I mean? And, Dustin, we've kind of been used to it where they score a couple of runs early and then do nothing the rest of the game. Right. Uh, but that wasn't going to be the case today because after they tied it in the six, Matt Mervis hit an RBI single to put the Cubs up four to three. Then in the seventh, the Cubs loaded the bases with one out when Ian Happ got hit by a pitch to make it five to three. Thank you, Pittsburgh, for the freebie. Cubs caught a break when Dansby Swanson hit one that deflected off the glove of the pitcher to make it six to three. You know, Dustin, I think it's about time the Cubs start to catch some of those fluky breaks. I feel like it always is the opposing team that gets those and the Cubs never do. And it's, I I have a feeling that that's kind of turning here. That's just my opinion. I don't know. Yep. I would agree with you. Um, They deserve to catch some breaks and I think they're about to start uh, going the Cubs way. Well, with two outs in the inning and former Cub, Rob Zestrinsky, Rob Z, if you remember that name back to the 2016 era, Mr. Clutch, Jan Gomes singles to drive in two more runs, and the Cubs were up 8-3. to three. The only concern was that Ian Cap tweaked his calf on that single and was taken out of the game as a precautionary measure. I was surprised, though, Dustin. The Cubs had an 8-3 to three lead, and they went with Mark Leiter in the eighth. 
Now, Leiter's pitched a lot, and he's a guy that they're going to lean on a lot. We've talked about him being one of the best bullpen uh, pitchers. With an 8-3 leader, are you surprised that he went with him? Yes and no. I understand it, but I think that just showed how important David Ross thought this game was. So he wasn't taking any chances. Even with a five-run lead, he was not taking any chances at that moment. The Cubs absolutely needed to get a win off of the team leading the division right now. So I have no problem with it at all. That was a statement game by the Cubs that night. Yep. And Chris Morrell, who came in to pinch hit for Ian Happ after he left the game with that tweaked uh, calf, he hits a three run uh, homer and that's going to make it 11 to three. The Cubs finished with 11 runs on 14 hits, two home runs and went a remarkable seven for 15 with runners in scoring position. Love it. Yeah, when's the last time that happened? I mean, unless maybe they had scored, you know, one run in a game and that, that was it and nobody had done anything else. But, I mean, batting 500 with runners in scoring position, more of that, please. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus well, you're going to get more of that in game two because we got Drew Smiley versus Osvaldo Beto. Uh, the Cubs had never seen Beto before, and so, you know, I was a little nervous on this one, and Smiley didn't uh, help my nerves at all. The Cubs did win it 10-6, to but to me, Dustin, if the Cubs' season goes well for the rest of the year, I think this is the game that you're going to look back on because – you know, the game starts, and Drew Smiley seemed off. First battery face, Andrew McCutcheon, leads off with a home run. He then gives up a two-run homer to Carlos Santana, and the Cubs are in a 3 nothing hole in the first inning. So, not a great start. Nope, not a great start at all. I was really, really nervous. Um, the Cubs would then, you know, dig into the lead in that first inning back, or second inning back, but boy, I mean, was not what I expected from Drew Smiley at all. No, and then Santana would also hit an RBI single in the third to make it 4-1. to one. And Austin Hedges, yes, Austin Hedges hit his first home run of the season to make it 5-1. to one. You can't give a home run. See, this is the thing I tell you, man. I don't get mad if you give up home runs to Carlos Santana. That's okay. But Austin Hedges, Austin freaking Hedges, come on. Yeah. So Drew Smiley hadn't allowed multiple home runs in a start this entire season. That's 13 starts. And in this game, he gives up three home runs in four innings. So – it, it wasn't a good start for Smiley, but here's the thing I will tell you is that he did grind it out. He, he was able to give the Cubs some length. He went six innings. He gave up nine hits, five runs, uh, one walk, and four Ks. But like I said, just not the smart start you were looking for from Smiley, and, and I, I was obviously nervous, you know? Oh, you had to be nervous. I, I, I was absolutely nervous. I did not know that they would get back into this one. 
Yeah, like you said, they were down three nothing early after one, but Ian Happ had an RBI single to make it three to one. After that, though, the Cubs had multiple opportunities to add more runs in the second inning and in the fourth inning came away empty handed. And you you kind of started rolling your eyes and saying, here we go again. Here See we go again. Right. Before, exactly. Right? Here we go again. Yep. All right. Getting ready. Writing the script. Cubs can't score with runners in scoring position, blah, blah, blah. But then in the sixth inning, right, the Cubs will load the bases. And with one out, Nick Madrigal, who was hitless in the game, he works a three two count. And then relief pitcher Johan Ramirez was called for a pitch clock violation, an automatic walk. And the Cubs trailed five to two. And that got the ball rolling. The floodgates are going to open. Mike Talkman's going to hit a two run RBI single. Nico Horner would fly out, but then Seiya Suzuki drew a walk. Ian Happ singled the driving man- magical and Talkman. And the Cubs come back to take a six to five lead. Dansby Swanson singles to make it seven to five before Morrell struck out to end the inning. When it was all said and done, the Cubs brought 11 batters to the plate, had five singles, drew three walks, and scored six runs. And in the bottom of the eighth, Seiya Suzuki would add a two run double to give the Cubs a nine to six lead. Trey Mancini would single to make it 10 to six. And that's how the game would end. The Cubs scoring 10 runs on 14 hits, they drew seven walks. They went six for 18 with runners in scoring position. Talkman, three for five, two RBIs. Say a two for four with two RBIs. Dansby, three for four with two RBIs. Offensively, Dustin, great team effort. Oh, absolutely. And what a great use of Trey Mancini in that game. That's how Trey Mancini should be used all the time. Pinch hitting and then a defensive replacement late in a game that the Cubs are leading. And look what he did. He added, he padded the Cubs lead. That was excellent. One other thing I want to mention, the bullpen saw Michael Fulmer give up one run on two hits with two Ks. Mark Leiter was in again. He didn't give up any hits, and he struck out one. And Albert finished it up, giving up a hit and a walk, but also striking out one. But I want to make a special shout-out to Mike Talkman. He's really changed this lineup, and, and Rossi leading him off. Tip of the hat to Rossi to kind of recognize this guy gives you fantastic at-bats, and, and his defense has been amazing. And I think he may have saved this game for the Cubs after the Cubs' six-run rally, right, in the sixth, they go up seven to five, and the Pirates have runners on second and third with one out. And Carlos Santana, who already had a home run, who already had an RBI uh, single, he hit one that looked like it was going to bounce off the wall. But Talkman again, makes a sensational catch. A run did score on the sack fly, but rather than it being a tie game with both the runners scoring and Santana in scoring position, it was the second out, and Fulmer was able to get out of the inning without further damage. I thought that was a huge, huge play. Oh, spectacular. You know, the other day we had a catch by Talkman, the uh, Palatine Pounder, even if he doesn't like it, I'm going to continue to use it, um, that you said would probably be the first highlight when we uh, look back on the Cubs' uh, 2023 season, this one will definitely be in the mix as well and could have been a game-saving defensive gem. We, yeah, absolutely, and, and we, we talked about how this series, you know, these next nine games, when we, before we started on the last podcast, we talked, you know, six against the Pirates, three against Baltimore, is going to have a huge impact on this Cubs season. And now the Cubs tonight go for the sweep with their ace, Marcus Stroman on the on the mound. You got to feel good about that. All right, Cub fans. Um, it is late night after the Pelicans game and the Cubs game. 
and um, some updates since uh, we left off here. Um, when we recorded this afternoon, it was going to be Marcus Stroman versus Johan Oviedo. A um, couple notes, Matt Mervis was optioned to Iowa, and Cody Bellinger was off the IL and playing first base. Marcus Stroman got the win, his sixth straight quality start, which now put him up to 13 this season, most in the big leagues. Stroh went six innings pitch, gave up four hits, two runs, two walks, and five Ks. Now, three of the four hits that Stroh gave up came in the third when the Pirates hit three straight singles to start the inning. The third single by Tucapita Maracano scored the Pirates' first run, and Carlos Santana grounded out to score the second. But that was all the damage the Pirates would do against the Stroh. They would get one more hit off him the rest of the game. Anthony Kay, Julian Merriweather, and Michael Rucker each pitched an inning of scoreless ball. The Cubs offense got their first run in the third when Nico Horner drew a one-out walk, stole second, and scored on an Ian Happ single to make it 2-1. to one. And just like game two, the Cubs had an explosive inning, this time the fifth. Nico led it off with a single, sale lined out, Ian Happ doubled to tie the game. Dansby would reach on a single and welcome back Cody Bellinger. He would hit a double that would give the Cubs a 3-2 lead. Morell would single to make it 4-2. Magical would hit a sack bunt to score Bellinger to make it 5-2. And a fielding error by Marcano gave the Cubs a 6-2 lead. That's a five-run inning. So the Cubs would add an insurance run when Ian Happ tripled and scored on a Morell sack fly to make it 7-2. And that would be the final score. The Cubs offense scored seven runs on 12 hits. They went four for 10 with runners in scoring position. They did leave 10 men on base and Nico went two for four. Ian was three for five and a home run short of the cycle. And Christopher Morrell went three for three with a triple and two bar BIs as the Cubs took all three from the Pirates and now find themselves 3.5 games back from the Buckos. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.